0: Hi, and welcome to Lady Talk series, um, season one, episode one. This is um, Katie Flaherty, CEO and founder of Shine With Courage Foundation. My mission is to promote um, joy and overcoming trauma. Uh, With me today, I have Amy Bliss, founder of the Warrior Corps, and she is a certified sex, love, and relationship coach. She focuses on um, relationships with men and their sexuality, Specializing with men who are survivors of sexual trauma. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time to be with me. Um, also, I just want to say that primarily I was only focusing on women's health, and recently God has come to me and stating that men need to be involved in my mission as well, which has been a um, a struggle for me personally because I've only been, you know, I've only had negative events in my life. Um, since recently, I've started loving myself and trusting men on a, a much larger scale. So God has sent me your way, Amy, and I am so blessed to have you here to interview you today. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so you just want to briefly describe anything about yourself and what you do and what your mission is? Sure
1: so um i had a 20 plus year corporate career in mostly male-dominated fields male-dominated industries where i thrived um i was always seen as one of and not in spite of and so when i left my corporate career and started my own business my first focus was actually on female empowerment but there was always this thought in the back of my mind of where is this for men men need this too and so uh that was kind of the premise behind founding the Warrior Corps, which is helping men discover the man within, discover who they are as a man outside of the box that society, family, religion put them in about what a man is supposed to be. Um, In the process, I actually um, became a certified coach, um, focusing on, as you said, sex, love, and relationships, and focusing on men and kind of discovered in that process how many men um, are survivors of sexual abuse. And um, I have this very strong desire to to help them. So that I spend a lot of my focus. And when we
0: initially spoke, I was shocked at the number of men percentage-wise. Can you share a little bit more about that on um, how many men on average are experiencing sexual trauma?
1: Yeah. So the statistics are... um, most of what you'll see is one, one in six to one in five is what's published. Um, and even those people that published those studies say that the, the, that's probably too small. It's probably closer to one in four, meaning 25% of men have experienced some sort of sexual trauma before the age of 18. And the, the main reason that the that statistic is unknown is it, is, it goes largely unreported. Um, it actually, the average time it takes for a man to report or to acknowledge sexual trauma is 20 years oh. and those are those that report so that the so very uh, not the vast majority we don't know a lot of men never even acknowledge that it ever happened that's yeah. insane. It's insane i was shocked when you first told me it's amazing if you think about it you know you think about the men in your life and think that one in four of them has been sexually abused at some point. And the number is smaller than women, but it doesn't lessen the fact that it happens and and that it is a huge impact, negative impact on their life.
0: And um, not off topic of our questions, but how do you feel about the Me Too movement where it's been surrounding women in general? Right. But we all know that there must be men suffering from the Me Too movement. And I don't want to go too deep into that because I know it's very... sensitive
1: topic. Right. At the same time, there are men who struggle in silence as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. While, while sexual harassment um, in the workplace or in, you in, um, know, in our schools and universities is largely perpetrated um, by men onto women, it can be perpetrated onto men as well um, by both men or women. Um, it, it's not, it's not just the women who have experienced this. Um, so I, I thank you for bringing that up because while the Me Too movement has been amazing in shining a light on this because 80% or more of women have experienced this at some point in their career, but uh, there's a significant, um, uh, percentage of men that have as well. And, um, kind of like with the, you know, with my wanting to do the warrior core and, and, and giving men that opportunity to shed the conditioning, um, that, that they've, that they've been given in the same way that women are, are given permission to shed that conditioning. So it's, um, all the things that happen to women do happen to men too. Um, it may not be on the same scale, but it happens. And, and it's, um, you know, it, it has just as much, if not more of a negative impact on their life.
0: And the, the theme that keeps happening with my nonprofit is when I first started, my main mission was to focus primarily on women and our uh, sexual dysfunction and disorders that we experienced But everyone, every expert I ran into um, that have joined my foundation also brought up the fact that men are left out in in the the background and not focusing on them as well. And at first, I have to be honest, I was very skeptical. I was very hesitant about it because most of my background is trauma on the female side. And to trust men on my own accord has been really rough in my life. Like I said earlier, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. But at first I was very taken aback and I was very hesitant about adding men to my nonprofit. But the more I thought about it, I personally did not want to speak up for my own trauma. And I'm a female and we're more empowered to support one another in the female aspect. Um, Whereas men are more solo they, they suffer completely alone because I feel like men don't want to talk to each other about it, yep. um, even to experts. So the more I kept running into experts and my partners joining the board and my nonprofit, they all kept repeating the same theme. Mm-hmm. We really need to include men on this. So I'm very excited that I'm partnering up with you. So I just want to add that that I'm being very transparent and shine with courage was primarily supposed to be female health and sexual trauma and dysfunction and disorders. But I'm very excited to be adding into this aspect as well. That way we are working together as one and men and women are equally important.
1: Yeah. You touched on so many things there. And um, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for your honesty and your vulnerability. Um, It's, 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 um, it's important. Um, but there's so many things, like you said, the um, the the aspect of not trusting that 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 being a result of the trauma, and that men feel that too. There's that is one of the biggest um, things is this inability to trust and be intimate with with people after um, suffering this type of abuse. And you mentioned the support system, and and one of the the reasons why I'm so excited to hear that you're doing this um, is that the support system that is in place for female victims of sexual trauma is largely not present for men. Right. Um, there isn't, there isn't a network of organizations that are, um, out there specifically focused on, on male sexual trauma. Um, and when they do find support, um, or they, first of all, if they reach well, let me go back up. If they reach out, um, most men, when they acknowledge this, whether it's with a loved one or even with a healthcare provider, um, they usually encounter disbelief, shame, isolation, um, that can't happen to men, it probably, it couldn't have been that bad, you know, these are the things that they hear, or you get, oh, wow, that happened to you, God, I'm really sorry, I gotta go, um, And that's one of the reasons why men don't speak up is because the few that have, have, have encountered that response, or that's the fear that that's the response they're going to get. And oftentimes it's validated. Um, And this is true even within um, within the healthcare providers that are there, the support system for men, Mm we have been conditioned as a society, not just, so I talk about the conditioning of men, men are conditioned to be strong, to not show fear, to not show weakness—they're um, supposed to be stoic and, you know, the 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 you know solid. And this trauma kind of flies in the face of that. And it's not just men that have that conditioning; women have been conditioned that that's what men are supposed to be. And so, when someone, when a man comes forward, whether it's to a woman or a, a male um, practitioner, there's this. Um, there is even within the practitioners this kind of underlying. Oh well, they're they're gonna poo poo it. Like oh, you know, maybe it, it probably wasn't that bad. Or I'll help this person, but you know, really was it? You know, so we're we we have to overcome that conditioning ourselves. And so it's not. It's it's kind of this. You know, it makes it just exponentially worse. Um, but they're just we don't have as a society the sympathy and the empathy towards male victims that we do towards female victims. And that, that, again, makes it really hard for, for men to open up.
0: That's interesting that you said that about healthcare providers, because one of my obstacles when I was struggling was finding a provider that would believe me mm-hmm. that I had a genuine issue and it wasn't just being me being mentally ill. Right. They, I saw a few providers, at least five or six OBGYN providers that thought I was crazy Mm-hmm. Um, they gave me a pamphlet for psychiatric help, said I needed to get help before they would see me again, and I would it was a very horrific experience for me and to hear that men go through a similar experience where people don't believe them or just brush it off as yeah, yeah. It's
1: non-existent is just it's- I, I don't have any words. Yeah, it's horrible, it's horrible. And for men, um, and this is not to in any way um, lessen the trauma of women. Um, the, no, the, no, no. the trauma of women is horrible. Um, but for men, men go through a lot of the same issues or the same responses and that has the same impact on, on men as, as it does on women. But on top of it is, it's an affront to their masculinity there's this idea of, well, who am I as a man if I've been a victim? Um, and if there's, there's a lot of, um, not just sexual dysfunction that goes on, but sexual confusion that happens as well. Um, if, if a man is uh, sexually abused by another man, which that's the other, one of the big differences between uh, sexual trauma in men and then, um with women is sexual trauma in men generally is perpetrated by someone in authority. So it's a teacher, a coach, um, a scout leader, a priest, um, but it's it's definitely someone who has a position of authority over um, over the the um, boys or or the boy in question. And interestingly, most of the men who abuse boys identify as heterosexual. So for them, it's not a it's not a It's not a latent homosexuality it's it's something else um oftentimes it's a power thing um, however, the boy who is abused um, if if they're heterosexual then there's this you know question in their mind of well am I really gay and did this why did this happen to me and why did a man find me attractive you know all of those questions and if the the victim turns out um, or is not turns out to but is, um bisexual or gay, then there's this question of, did this abuse cause me to be gay or cause me to be bi? So there's a lot of questioning and, um, and sexual confusion that happens later in life as a result of the trauma because oftentimes it is perpetrated by men. And that's not exclusive. Women uh, abuse men as well. Um, and that is oftentimes um, a relative, a mother, um, a babysitter. And that has its own set of, of issues. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's this idea that um, men will bury it or, or deny it because um, it goes against this idea that they're supposed to be strong. They're not supposed to show fear. They're not supposed to show weakness. And this is the ultimate form of, um, you know, being seen as weak. And
0: have you ran into a lot of, uh, clients that have tried to report uh, sexual abuse by a female, and how many were taken seriously?
1: Um, Surprisingly, most of my clients, or not surprisingly, most of my clients never did report it, Um, oftentimes because it takes 20 years to even acknowledge it to another person. So um, they don't report it because it happened so long ago. So most of my clients um, are in their thirties and forties, dealing with something that happened to them as a um, you know a preteen or, or an adolescent, and so it was so long ago that they don't they don't report it. Um, and there's as a practitioner there's there's a fine line too because um, just because a man has acknowledged it doesn't mean they're entirely ready to deal with it. So um, where Women, we, we are naturally, the majority of us naturally, you know, we, we seek help. We want we want to feel better. Mm-hmm. And not that men don't want to feel better, but there's so much tied up with it that you have to be um, – there's, there's – one of the reasons why they don't come forward is because they don't really want to deal with it or they don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to – they don't want to unpack what it means.
0: Right.
1: Or they're afraid of unpacking what it means when it really – is one of the first things that I say to any man that comes to me um, is that this happened to you. This doesn't define who you are.
0: Right. Yeah. That's why I learned it as an individual that just because experiences happen doesn't mean that's defining who I am as a person. And that doesn't make me any less weak than I really am. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And oftentimes you hear that, um, you'll hear from people that there's this expectation that men can't be abused because they should be able to fight it off. Um, And that's, you'll hear that even if someone was abused when they were three or four years old. And I don't know how any three or four year old is supposed to fight off an adult that intends them harm. Uh, It's just ridiculous that, that we would even think that as a society or as individuals, but that, that happens. There's this sense that, uh, well, he's a boy. He should have been able to, Get free. He should have been able to fight it off. So,
0: uh, what impact does prior sexual trauma have on a man?
1: Um, it manifests in a lot of ways, um, and some of these are very similar to the way it'll manifest in women. Um, men who have prior sexual abuse are um, seven times more likely to abuse alcohol and eleven times more likely to abuse drugs. Um, intravenous drugs especially, um, than, uh, than those who have not. Um, but there's a lot of things. They, there's um, isolation, anger, hypervigilance, hopelessness. Um, there's a lot of shame, a lot of shame around it. Um, obviously, you know, you know, vi- there, it can come out in violence. While most men that are victims of, of sexual abuse do not abuse others, um they 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 have a tendency to be very quick to anger and to resort to violence more quickly it's kind of a you know a lashing out um a type of response um and and there's there can be a lot of of sexual dysfunction um and and an inability to be intimate um my my first client that i had with this um was this amazing man who, um, if you saw him walking down the street, you would never guess that there was any trauma. He, he was six, two, and, um, amazing body and just really confident and very well-spoken and he had a beautiful wife and you just would have thought he had everything. And, um, and it turns out he was actually sexually abused by his mom as a kid And his wife was the first person that he was able to be intimate with without being rip roaring drunk. He had to be completely just, you know, obliterated drunk in order to have sex prior to meeting his wife. And, um, and even with his wife, he had, there was a lot of, he had, a there was a lot of issues with him being intimate and he didn't want that obviously. Um, So it's, you know it can it can come out in a lot of ways, but there's definitely some intimacy and sexual dysfunction that that can can be a result as well
0: okay. and how is their experience post
1: trauma different from a female victim so um a lot of time, so I, I think I've alluded to a lot of it, but there's um, the it, it, this impact it has on their masculinity of who am I as a man if this happened to me um, it, there's this questioning of sexual identity um, there's also this, this it's it's very isolating and it's very isolating for women as well um, but there's like we, we talked about there's there's support out there for her to to move past it and that support likely doesn't exist for men um, in their area or they may not be aware of it. There are some really great organizations, um, but they're, they're not well-known. In fact, I didn't even know about them until I started doing research uh, when I started um, seeing these, these clients. I didn't even know that these, these places existed. Um, but the, um, there's, this, this, um, there's this impact on them of, um, like I said, who, who, who am I as a man and there's also um, this idea. So, um, wow. <laughs> um, there's this idea that men can't be sexually abused because, uh, or a man wasn't abused if they they enjoyed it. And one of the things I want to do, and, and I apologize if there's graphicness here, but erection and orgasm are separate from consent so men's bodies respond to sexually relevant stimuli in a different way than women's do so um just because a man um or a boy was um was erect or had an orgasm as a result of the abuse it doesn't mean that it was wanted or that it was um that it was consented or um even appropriate and so men will say well this so i i enjoyed it so it wasn't abuse or they will—they'll um, turn it around and and convince themselves that they wanted it just to deal with to not have to deal with the idea of being a victim. And so they'll change the story, they'll deny it, they'll bury it, they'll 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 twist it into something that it wasn't just to to deal with the their own um, you know the, the, their own trauma.
0: What do you do and how does your work help who are survivors of sexual trauma? So we know that you have clients that are trying to overcome the trauma. Mm-hmm. What would you say is a typical outline of the treatment and how long do you think it takes on average with your clients to, to get results?
1: Yeah, so um, most of the men that come to me um, are ready to, they're ready to face it. They're ready to say, you know what? I don't want to be defined by this. I am ready to, to let this part of my life go. And I want to have more intimacy and connection in my relationship. Um, A lot of the men that come to me are in relationship and they want that intimate connection with their partner. Um, And I think that that's, um, that's, of the biggest part to how quickly it, we, we can move through it is this desire to really kind of let's get it out of the way and let's, let's talk about it. Let's move on. And let's, and um, just to be clear, I honestly, with a lot of my clients, we don't ever talk specifics about the trauma. Um, We talk about, we, we move through the impact it's had on them. Um, My coaching, I do largely mind body coaching. So um, there's a great book, um, called, uh, the body keeps the score and it talks about how trauma is stored in the body. And so it's about releasing that and moving towards. So the, um, where, and this is largely the difference between coaching and therapy. Therapy is around dealing with a particular emotion, wondering why, you know, you react in a certain way, whatever. Coaching is about a goal and achieving that goal. So we set out a goal to begin with, which is largely independent of the trauma, which is, I want more connection with my partner. I want to be able to be intimate and not shut down. And so we, we move towards that goal as opposed to hashing out the trauma. Right. And from a time perspective, it can be, um, most of my, my, my initial program is three months um, and I see a lot of people that get amazing results in that three months. Some people, um, it takes a little bit longer, um, uh, or they, you know, they may sign up for another, extend it for another three months, um, or extend it for another three months to work on something else because they had such amazing results with, um, moving past the, tr- the effect of the trauma on their intimacy. Do you have, um,
0: <clears throat> excuse me. Do you have women in the relationship join the coaching or is this just one on one
1: when we're dealing specifically with trauma um, i that's generally one on one I have had um, situations where couples have come to me for relationship coaching and it's been uncovered that there was trauma in the in one of if well and one of them if, if it's if it's a heterosexual couple, the man's history, if it's a um if it's a gay couple, one of them. Um and there is a lot of um trauma. I do want to say that while the statistically that one in four, one in five, one in six is prior to the age of eighteen, that isn't to say that adult men can't be sexually abused. They can be. Um and it happens, and it doesn't have to be, you hear about it a lot in, um, in homosexual relationships, but it's not unique there to that situation. Um, adult men can be sexually abused by adult women. Um, it does happen. So I just wanna, I wanna put that out there. But, um, so it depends on the situation, honestly. Um, I have had situations where um, both partners participate And I will have sessions with him alone. Um, But it really depends on the relationship and it depends on the level of support that the woman is bringing to the table Um, because she has her own, she's going to have her own thoughts around this. And while, and and for a lot of women, it's very conflicting because um, they may have an image, you know, similar to you, you know, of, of men, men being the perpetrators and, um, and not the victims. And, um, she's going to bring her own, you know, her own conditioning, her own experiences to the table. And if it's not going to be productive to helping him move past it, then I would work with him individually on that issue. I'm losing my voice. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I brought water.
0: (laughs) Uh, What message do you have for women who know or may suspect that a man they love may have been sexually abused
1: yeah, so it's a really delicate delicate subject so um, my first my first um, my first message to them is to tread lightly um, if you suspect that it's happened but he's never talked about it, never brought it up, then um, you want to be really really careful with how you approach him. Um, if it's someone that, that is hurting themselves in some way, whether it's with drug or alcohol abuse or, um, you know, suicidal thoughts or just, you know, depression, um, tendencies towards anger or rage, um, then, you know, it's, I would say gently talk to them, um, or reach out to, uh, to a professional, um, and get some advice on that. Um, if he has opened up about it or kind of alluded to it, um, I would, you know, get permission from him first about whether you want to talk. Whether he wants to talk about it, don't push. Um, again, because this is so tied on, tied in with who he is as a man and his own masculinity. Um, if you push too hard, then it can it could be really detrimental to the relationship or, or to him in general. But um, but the other thing is is to let him know that you love him. Regardless, this doesn't change how he how you see him as a man, and that um, that he's not alone. And that's that's the biggest message that I have to men that that have this is I see you, I see the man you are, and you are not alone. This happens to a lot of men. To give
0: our audience a perspective, what would you say the number of clients you currently have or have had throughout your career that you have treated?
1: Um I I started I only started doing this recently in the last couple of years. And um I've had, geez, probably 15 or 20 clients in the last two years. Um I I limit the number of people that I see, but it's um it's, it's an interesting um, field to specialize. It's an interesting specialty. And one of the reasons why I, I do other things as well is just it's so hard for men to acknowledge that this happened to them and to seek help um, or to acknowledge that it had an impact on them. Um, so many of them have, have buried it or, or changed the narrative of what happened to them to make it not be abuse. Um, because they don't wanna, they don't wanna acknowledge that they were a victim. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping that, that I, that I help far more. Um, I'm thinking about uh, creating some group things and maybe retreats to help more, more men at once. Um, but it's definitely uh, so needed, and I, and I'd love to do, I'd love to help every man. Yeah. <laughs> that, That's a lot. Um, that's billions. And I don't have that kind of time right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so do you, what message do you really want to share during our session?
1: Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I want to share is that one, that this happens, that this is, this is an epidemic in our country, in the world that we just don't talk about. I mean, when, if, if, 25% of men have been sexually abused at some point in their life. Um, That's a huge number. And it's not something that we can, we can sweep under the rug. Um, I want to shine a light on it and and acknowledge that it, that it happens. Um, I don't want men to suffer in silence. Um, I want them to know that, um, that, again, like I said before, this happened to them. It doesn't define who they are and that it's possible to move past it and have a, a wonderful, happy, you know, intimate, connected life.
0: And how can they find you where, um, your website, your contact information?
1: Yeah. So, um, so the name of my company is the warrior core. Um, if you go to the WarriorCore.com, uh, there's information there on the various coaching, um, Excuse me. The various coaching programs that I offer, and um, this trauma healing is one of them. And uh, from there, you can email me with with questions, or you can schedule a complimentary consultation. Where we can um, we can start to talk through, and start to unpack, you know, everything that's happened.
0: And if there are men that want to ask you questions, but they kind of want to remain anonymous for now, is there a way to send you? Any type of communication?
1: Um, that's interesting. So I do have, there's a contact me, um, and um, unfortunately the web f- platform that, um, I'm, no, wait, I have, to, <laughs> I have to check on this. I'm pretty sure that the web platform doesn't allow just first name or first name and last name. You can make up a name, um, make up an email, create an email that's just for this, make up a name, um, tell me in there that you, know, you wanna remain anonymous, and, and it is, so the one client that I did discuss earlier, um, he's given me permission to talk about what's happened to him. Um, I would never use his name. I, I do not give specifics where he lives, any of that. Um, so, so I do want to say that I hold confidentiality um, extremely as an extremely important um, value in both personally and in my business. And um, I would never share anything about anyone with anyone without their permission.
0: Now, with uh, Shine With Courage, we have a mentorship program. Do you have anything like that that you can partner men with other men that have gone through therapy and have recovered?
1: Yeah. So um, there are organizations out there that do that. I am um, I haven't done that yet largely because most of my, my clients have been all over the world uh, from all over the world. And um, so getting them together in one place is challenging. Um, but that is definitely something as I move forward with the warrior core specifically, um, I've kind of put a lot of things on hold with the current condition. Um, okay. Most of my uh, work with men is in person. And so obviously we can't do that right now. Um, but when we can, again, I do want to start, um, like a small group, um, which I could do virtually um, and definitely some, some in-person stuff that will help men support each other because that's, that's actually part of my larger work within the warrior core, which is this idea that men, men don't seek support from each other in, in, in in meaningful and deep ways. And I'd like to shift that, but I certainly would love to bring men together who um, can support each other in, in in the knowledge that they are not alone and that they are all survivors. And um, I would love to, to set up a mentor program. Awesome. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and when my lady talk, I was doing it in person, which like you said, we can't do that right now when you're in the New York city area. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we are back to a stable environment, I definitely plan on coming down there for Lady Talk panel events, and I would love to have one focused on men as well, because I'm love sure that. we have other resources in the area as well. So I, I, I'm very excited yeah. about partnering up with you.
1: Great. I would love
0: that. <laughs> is there any other information you want to share with our audience? Um,
1: I just, I, I think the, what I'm hoping more than anything that people um, walk, take away from this is um, if you were not a victim just the knowledge that this happens and it 's and it's so much more prevalent than anyone ever talks about, and if you were a victim that you are not alone and to please reach out, if not to me to someone else um, and and get some help because um, there is there is a light on the, other, at the at the other end, and life can be so much better when you move past this. <clears throat>
0: thank you so much for joining me and being here on my important mission of, you know, promoting this organization and promoting you and what you do. Um, you're very important to the society and I'm very excited to be working with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for giving me the platform to, to get this out there and, and to shine some light on this topic that um, has been largely ignored for forever. Yeah. So thank you. And I'll be doing more
0: Lady Talk series episodes, so if you're interested in me interviewing you and promoting your brand, or if you have any questions, please contact me, uh, shinewithcourage at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, shinewithcourage.org. Thank you so much for your time.